Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Oh, that's right. B. Arthur has given us enough money to come to you in living color for the second hour. Good morning. Welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk, live streaming everywhere else. I'm Jace. Miss Shannon's filling in for Alexis, who's howdy, uh, howdy. Con- continuing her vacation. And Holly Roberts is filling in for no one because she's <laughs> Holly Roberts. Because that's I'm right. here. Yes, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Thursday, July 20th, 2023. Coming up in just a little bit. Um, I think the universe worked as it should. I, I've i been sitting on a fun little list. And uh, I think we have the perfect combination of people to talk about this with. Um, then, little TV talk. Holly and I are caught up on... Well, actually, no, now we're not. Because a new mm. episode dropped in the overnight. But we'll tell you the status of the second season of And Just Like That. We'll play a five-second showdown. And uh, is Netflix really profiting, doing well since they started cracking down on us uh, deadbeats sharing our passwords? <laughs> Holly has that. Uh, but right now, we like uh, we like a good list. We also like ripping a bad list uh, when people go, oh, here are the top movies of all. And mm-hmm. it's, no, no, no. Uh, we have a good list. Here we go. This list. This list. It's adorable. By the way, uh, that was Marley McMillan uh, uh, singing that, oh. and congratulations to the Bigglesworth. She, I think, she just got married for heaven's sake. Oh yes, yeah, Lovely. she did. I just saw that on the socials medias. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so here is the here's the list: ten things from the '80s and '90s that Gen Z is totally missing out on. Now, I figured if there were, there's no three better people to talk about this and reminisce uh, as a result than you than you two, than us three. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Holly is slightly younger than us, but you're an old soul. You're basically, uh, what's your what's your mental age? You're basically, what, 50, <laughs> 57, 58, Holly? Uh, I would say that I'm a nice, hard 92. <laughs> wow, okay. All right. <laughs> my, 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 I'm you. an elder. I'm, an, I'm a millennial, <laughs> yeah. technically, if we're going to go an generationally. An yeah. elder yeah. millennial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you like but, just you like you like the vintage. I'll call uh, you the vintage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My Hollywood boyfriends are including, but not limited to Sir Michael Caine. Okay. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. That tells right. you everything right there. Classic. You like a right classic. There. All right. <laughs> not mad at you. That's okay. But this came from Reddit, and this is actually this is such a good collection here. 
Number 10, this isn't really in no particular order, but let's start with number 10. Uh, Not being connected to everyone on social media and being able to disconnect in general. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. It's so hard to know, like when you try and do that, I don't need to look and you're like, but maybe I do. Like, so not having that pressure, it was glorious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now this next one, I, I I just had this conversation with uh, one of my favorite uh, of Colin's relatives, and now my relative, my my cousin Les. She's raising some teenagers. Uh, number nine. God, this is a good one. <laughs> Real, actual boredom. You were forced to be creative, learning instruments, drawing, painting, mm-hmm. writing terrible teenage poetry. I still have a stack of them. I do too. Yep. This, I have said this uh, maybe three or four times. I was listening to an episode of Bethany Frankel's podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was on, I can tell you exactly because it stopped me cold. Oh, I was also talking to our good friend Colleen about this. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We were taping a TV segment that will air uh, the first week of August because we're doing a whole little fun parenting thing with Colleen. Mm -hmm. And Bethany Frankel talked about what she considers to be not the biggest problem, but uh, a problem with raising kids nowadays. And that is parents are afraid of letting their kids be bored. (laughs) Oh, boy. And then when she said that, I went, huh? But then I continued to listen. And I got to tell you, I'm not raising children. Mm -hmm. But this I this stopped me cold because as an only child. That was left uh, to my own uh, imagination a lot. Bethany made such a good point, and then Colleen agreed, and and it was like parents nowadays. It, this isn't a, um, this isn't a generality. I'm just saying there are a number of parents that just feel the need to stick an iPad in front of them at all times, keep them entertained. They can never be bored. I think. When I'm when I'm working with Cyclone Kid, what I'm trying to do right now is get him to put his phone down and all this other things so he can learn to come up with his own leisure activities. That's what I call it yes. when I'm talking to his behavioral therapist and stuff. It's teaching him to figure out how to come up with other leisure activities. Because right now, his biggest thing is he'll do something that's kind of irritating because then I will come in there and intervene and give him something to do. When I'm like, you could just do what we used to do, which is you'd go up to your mom and go, I'm bored. And she's like, well, I'll find something for you to do. And so I'm going, here are the options. And I have a, a sheet of activities that he can do that aren't sitting on his phone because yeah. he'll do that all day. And it does not benefit me or him to do that and just scroll YouTube all day. I'm like, get off it. We'll but put don't it you down. Think, so, I, Holly, don't you think there's something quite beautiful about the boredom and it forces kids to use their imagination right. or, or, or forces them to draw mm-hmm. or forces them their the creative side. Of, don't you think, Holly? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Get imaginative. Yes. That also goes for adults, too. Want to recommend yeah. mm-hmm. staring out into the void and not being on your phone in any spare minute? Just sit. If you're at the DMV next time, just put your phone away. Right. And experience the present moment. Yeah. And see what's going on. Yes. And it's it's very difficult because we do have continual stimulation. 
So yep. there's always some way you could be scrolling TikTok videos instead of coming up with your own things to do. Well, it's a difficult choice to make. Mm-hmm. Steve, I, I took a mass, and we'll take a break, and we'll continue to listen to their side, but I watched Steve Martin's Masterclass. I subscribe mm-hmm. uh, that wonderful app. I love Masterclass so mm-hmm. much. Um, and Steve talked about one of his, because he teaches comedy, and mm-hmm. he, he uh, had a wonderful section of his class where he talked about observational comedy right and how he spins he's like there are moments everywhere but you just need to find them Mm -hmm. he's like you observe you know as you're walking through a grocery store there's a weird woman to your left you know staring at a banana he goes but you're if you're constantly on your phone you're going to miss these observational moments and for what we do my gosh i mean we have three hours to fill every day right and 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 stories to do i am constantly looking for the weird moments of life. Like I'm const- I yeah. am constant. Like I still people watch and people find that interesting. Like I'm like, no, we're just going to go post up at like a hotel lobby bar and see who wanders through. And and because you're like, oh, this is an interesting thing. They're like, how do you know them? I'm like, I sat here long enough and somebody came and talked to me. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. So I love just interesting human beings. More of the list of things youngins missed when we were. <laughs> This email really resonated with me. It's from John. He says, I hope I never buy another home again. But if I do, I hope to do it with Nick from First Equity. For the mortgage, he made things quick and easy and was very professional. (laughs) Yeah, it is quite a task when you are buying a home and you're working with a lender like First Equity. You sign that ream of paper at the end and you're like, what did I do? What did I do? You can't help that feeling. But if you work with a team like First Equity, a very um, community-based, right here in our market, worked here 23 years and counting, there's just much more confidence that you have in going into the process. Also, if you have first equity on the paperwork, you're locked and loaded, ready to go, especially if it's your first time buying. That sends a signal to the seller like, these people, they're serious. They know what they're doing. They're working with a fantastic team. So any mortgage questions, 763-251-8000 or use my talk keyword, David. This list, this list, it's unbelievable. Welcome back. More of a fun list uh, from Reddit. Uh, things, things youngins missed. Uh, Ten things from the eighties and nineties that Gen Z is totally missing out on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in no particular order. Number five on this list: the excitement of getting back developed film. Oh. Right. You're like, did that photo come out? Oh God! Just the little joy of it. You know, kind of thing. Just going, everybody hold still and then not knowing if the picture came out. Yes. Not knowing if yeah. Gretchen blinked or yes. if it's bad lighting mm-hmm. or you put your chin up too high or. And you couldn't do anything about it. You're no. Like, I guess we have to do this picture anyway. That's the best we've got. I love the era of those disposable cameras, you know, that were at every wedding. Yes. Every wedding. Roll or, it, click. Yes. Roll it, click. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you use a disposable camera to take a. Uh, landscape picture because you're like mm, I'm like Ansel Adams over here. <laughs> this is going to be a memory I'm going to cherish forever. And then when your parents were feeling like extra, they're like, "We got doubles. You're like you got yes. the doubles of yes. the photos. Like, oh, I can have one and give one to Susan. Yes, two of them. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I need but a coupon. Is, but 
but it is. It's it's the whole. But there is. It's a missing thing. The holding, like the the physical thing in your hand. You know, mm-hmm. the physical. It's just like a CD or a DVD. And there's one about that coming up in a minute. But the the holding of the picture and then putting it in that album. There, there. Yeah, we don't have that anymore. Like my no. mom just recently showed me a cabinet full of her photo albums. And I'm yes. Like, Kids aren't gonna have photo albums no. anymore, and and the 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 cousin that I mentioned recently uh, in the last segment, Leslie, we're talking about teenagers, and the fact that we were questioning: Are yearbooks even relevant anymore? Are they needed? High school yearbooks? Do you really need them? Because every ounce of a teenager's life is already documented digitally uh, on their socials. I feel like I like them more than my kiddo because they did one for his eighth grade graduation because he's switching schools now. And so they did one and I thought it was so sweet to see all the class pictures and everything that they had in there that they gave the kids. And so I, you know, I'm like, that's neat. Look, you can look back at it. And he looked at me like, I don't know why I need this, but yeah, I thought it was great. So it's something for us to look back on. I love my my yearbook. I love, I have them. What what were you going to say, Shannon? I mean, we were talking about the tangibility of other things. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I see it on the same, the the list you have. But when you were going to talk about CDs and these things and and like the fact that we Uh, can't buy DVDs for a lot of things now where they don't even create them for shows that I like really bothers me that I can't buy a copy of it and have it. In whatever iteration it is now. Yeah, forever. number three on the list is CDs, but we can add DVDs to that. Yes. It, 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 and, but Alexis was telling us, you know, with her company, uh, her and Angel's company, Old School Toros, she said DVDs are back. Mm-hmm. Like Blu-rays and D- physical copies of stuff uh, are... Co- Didn't she say that, Holly? She- yeah. Well, I agree the popularity of them, but there's actual like certain studios aren't creating them. Oh, right. So that's why, you know, having these, you know, streaming services take things off and then not give me an option to buy like a a box CD, like a box CD set or a a Blu-ray set for them really is frustrating because even if you download, let's say you download, I'll use this as an example, like an audio book that I downloaded, they changed it. And so, like, you know, when you re-listen to it, like, they uploaded it again with different audio. And I'm like, well, okay, you're thinking you're making it better, but now you just don't ever have that tangible, like, the where we used to have, like, bloopers. Bloopers don't have to exist because they can just go, well, I didn't create them. And so if you bought the CD and you happen to be the one that had yeah. a blooper on it, what? now those are gone. Holly, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, well, to the to Shannon's point... It's that DVDs are popular to Alexis's point, mm-hmm. but those are of old vi- of DVD box sets that were produced in 2005. Right. So try to get mm-hmm. your mitts on season oh. two of Gilmore. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Girls, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's floating out there. Yeah. But, uh-huh. you know, you, you're not going to get season two maybe of a new popular show like right. Abbott Elementary that you want to rewatch over and over again right. because it's just simply not being made. Correct. By ABC it's not cost Disney. effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, They're just not, not selling it. them. No. Mm-mm. Well, no. And the, uh, this list specifically, this is what they wrote. Musical involvement is what they call it on number three. Spotify has made everything so available that it's destroyed a sense of connection. Yeah. When you were only buying a few CDs every year, you got to know those albums inside and out. It's a good point. Yeah. The, the album joy, art. Yes. The joy of opening the album cover and seeing the lyrics in it. I remember yep. how much I'm like, oh, that's how you would know. Now we just Google it. You know, okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. And knowing that there was a method to the way that the album was laid out from song to song and having it be a story like that, I think we missed that too. The last one I'll mention, I saved it because I know, uh, Holly, this was a, a, a connected joy for both of us or a similar joy. Number four. Checking the TV guide and oh, getting mm-hmm. and getting excited about a show or movie that would be on later in the mm-hmm. week. Having everything on demand ruins that. Yeah. Holly, right? You every love- every Sunday in the Star Tribune, we would pull out the TV guide mm-hmm. and I would plan the week around the television schedule because we never subscribed to TV Guide formally, you know, the actual TV Guide. So we would just take the Sunday insert that would be in the newspaper and that would be the TV Guide. We didn't subscribe either, but we would get it at the grocery store. So I remember going with my mom and getting it at the checkout counter and being like, oh... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then planning your movies, you're like, okay, this one's going to be on at this time and this episode's going to be on because in the TV guide, in both formal TV guide and the one you would get in the Sunday paper, it would give you a description. Yes. And I would cut out the pictures and I had pictures of my favorite like actors in their little TV guide, tiny picture. And I was all <laughs> over my wall when I was in high school. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh. Like, yes, here. I'm like, he's very cute. I like this one. Thank yeah. you, TV I would, Guide. <laughs> I would cut out all the ads. I have a I have a scrapbook. Don't tell Alexis, but I have a scrapbook, and it's full of TV Guide ads Ooh. of Dallas and Knott's Landing. Of course, um, it's the yes. O- it's the only scrapbook I own, but don't tell Alexis that I have that. It's <laughs> secret safe. Nobody else right. knows. No. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, could you be, uh, could your, not you, but could your cat be the next spoke kitty mm-hmm. for the cat video festival? Send uh, send us your cat's photo now and you could win $1,000 if your pet is selected to be our next cat video festival spokes kitty. It's your last chance for early bird tickets as well. Uh, cat video festival 2023 presented by David at First Equity. This is very sad grocery store music. Let me go to this one. This is, there we go. <laughs> They're out of Vianetta. That's right. General admission tickets for $10. You can get them through Sunday, July 23rd. Go to it's uh, the Cat Video Festival's August 3rd at CHS Field. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Oh, we love a good happy hour, don't we? Hey, it's Jace for Red Cow, Red Rabbit. There's no more debate Where there's a red rabbit or a red cow, there is a great happy hour. The best happy hour. Recently, Red Cow and Red Rabbit 
enlarged their happy hours. Let's talk about Red Cow because Kyle and I were just there earlier this week before um, uh, Oppenheimer. We needed uh, food because we weren't going to be able to eat for 16 hours because of the movie. Anyway, uh, happy hour is now 2 to 5.30, and they've divided it into a 6 7 and $8 menu. At Red Cow, $6 tap beers and wine, selected ones. Uh, at Red Cow, $7 margaritas, a variety of margaritas, like a hard, uh, like an espresso, or I'm sorry, a classic margarita and a strawberry Fresno. Their $8 menu, food, food, food. Their homemade chips and dip, their double barrel sliders, their 60-40 sliders, and their homemade cheese curds. So tonight, run to red. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. Howdy, y'all. This here's Mike. Down at Mike's Golf Shop, where we buy golf. That's right. We buy golf clubs. Mike's Golf Shop. Come on over here. We buy golf clubs. <laughs> over at Mike's Golf Shop. Come on down here. We buy golf clubs. That's right. We buy golf clubs. 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 <laughs> this has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. Shannon, I don't know if you caught that, but he's, uh, he buys golf clubs. I, I heard it a couple of times, but I wasn't yeah. sure. I wasn't sure. Ollie, did you catch that? He buys golf clubs. What? Yeah, he buys golf clubs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hey, man, repetition is key. Uh-huh. You need to know what you're working with. Thank uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Alexis is on vacation. Our good buddy, Miss Shannon, filling in hello, along hello. with uh, Holly Roberts. Uh, listening to Grant there, it's uh, not only Barbie week here, but it's also Beyonce week. I'm My sister's going, going tonight. Yes. Is mm-hmm, she? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to say something very controversial oh. and un- very unpopular opinion. What? I am not the biggest Beyonce fan. Any and particular I know, reason? I know that I could get removed from headquarters if headquarters <laughs> finds out, if gay headquarters finds out in beautiful Golden Valley, I could uh, I could be removed. I, I'm going to say this. You like enough gay icons yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you're that okay. Fine. You don't have to like and, everyone. And let me amend my statement. Let me amend. I am a big fan of Beyonce. I do not enjoy Beyonce live. Oh really? Uh, I think yeah. I let me because I that's not a, my first statement was not accurate. Okay. Uh, I went to two uh, tours of hers, mm-hmm. and the last one was with my husband. When and uh, yeah, not not a big fan, and for whatever reason, have no desire to go. Beyonce uh, is the kind of artist. Beyonce, Pink, those kind of people are the ones I do like to see in concert because they mm-hmm. are wonderful performers. And there's things and visually, I find the concert stimulating. I don't like to go to concerts where, like, I went to a Dave Matthews Band concert once. I'm like, I didn't need to be here. Like they sound wonderful, but they didn't sound so. Like I didn't need to see them do. They weren't doing anything. There were no pyrotechnics. It wasn't a show. It was all right. I like this music, but it wasn't any different than when I'm just streaming it or listening to their their uh, their their CD or something at my house. Beyonce, I am curious to go. 
Because she comes in with trailers full of things and dancers the spectac- and stuff. I like the spectacle. Yes. So I yeah. like watching that. Like if you go see her, like we, I just was at an event and Pitbull was there and he had his dancers and they're do. So I like shows where there's things happening that make it so that I'm like, if I wasn't here at the tour, I wouldn't have got to see that. Like every time there's a uh, a story that comes out, and they're like, "Look, one of her kids showed up and did part of the dance routine." I'm like, oh, "I got to be part of that pageantry if I was in the building when it happened." So I would like. That I hear one. you. What about the show? Did you not enjoy? Though. I, it, Shannon, I can barely remember Oppenheimer uh, that I saw two <laughs> days ago. Gotcha. Uh, okay. L- let right. alone no. Uh, I just and Colin felt the same way, and mm-hmm. I. I don't remember what tour that would have been. I'm sure a Bay, somebody in the Bay Hive will tell me. Yes. It would It would have been, Colin and I were newly dating. Okay. So whatever tour she did in 2012 through 14, mm-hmm. uh, it was fair. Colin and I were fairly new. So yeah, it had to be like 2013. Whatever tour that was, it was at, and I think it was at Target Center. Right. I was like, now, were you uh, far enough back that it felt like you were watching the whole thing on the Jumbotron? So maybe you just weren't involved enough that you didn't enjoy it? Like, what do you think? Uh, quite possibly. Okay, because that does make a difference with the experience, too. If you're just watching it on the Jumbotron and you could have had the similar experience watching it on your flat screen, then I can get why you wouldn't want to see them live. But I am with you. And mm-hmm. see, this is where maybe I need to go back. and Because, mm-hmm. uh, look, I'm not denying that she puts on a great show. Right. I, I am just saying that ever since that concert, mm-hmm. my desire to go has lessened. Fair enough. Uh, Colin just texted, I guess we're still married. <laughs> Good to know. Way, that, 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 nice to that, know, because that, that was been unless, hanging over our heads since 6 a.m. Uh, right. Unless he's texting me. From the divorce attorney's office because I made him watch another episode of My Feet Are Killing Me mm. on TLC. Anyway, uh, first hour, if you want to hear that conversation. Yes. Uh, Colin said it was July of 2013 at the Excel Energy Center. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. Because we had just decided to get Dexter, our boxer. And we went to go look at him and then we went to Bay. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, whatever... It just, I believe yeah. that uh, it, it looks like, according to the internet, that was the Mrs. Carter <laughs> show. The Mrs. Carter show world tour, I think, in 2013. Thank you, Shannon. And thank you, internet. internet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, internet. Yeah. yeah. 2013 um, is what that one was. But I'm with you. But see, this is where I, it's a uh, like, oh, I, I like a spectacle. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like I'm with you. I don't want to go to a show because I'm not a big live music guy to begin with. So it really has to be something to get me to stay up past 9.30. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, So maybe that's also part of it. Because I'll go see a live music. Like, if I'm going to go to, like, First Avenue, I think there's certain venues where I'm like, hey, I'll just go see a jam band play where it's like we're going to hang it around. Like, First Avenue, I'm totally into. If I'm going to see a Target Center, an XL Energy Center, a U.S. Bank Stadium type show, it needs to be somebody that's going to bring all the stuff. And I want to yeah. see the, I'm like, I want pink, you know, like I want her doing her aerial stuff. I want there to be fireworks. I like stuff and a bunch of dancers, like things I'm like, okay, then I'm absolutely all in for these kind of shows. And the more I think of it, you know, because I, I don't always love live music. Mm-hmm. It has to be somebody that I not just like, 
it has to be someone I love, or it has yes. to be a we- okay. or it has to be a weekend night. Fair enough. Fair for enough. me to go, um, like I just went to Charlie Puth. Yeah. Uh, at the Armory, mm-hmm. I went. I went for two reasons. Uh, a couple reasons. I had friends in town. Uh, it was Pride Weekend. It was a weekend night, and I love the Armory, which was mm-hmm. the venue who was in because the 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 Armory is easy in, easy out. I think I've just gotten to an age where I'm such a curmudgeon <laughs> that I, I barely want to leave my house to begin with. Yes. And the and the thought, Shannon, of battling the parking ramps. And then, uh, and then going through the hordes of people uh, for an overpriced beverage. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, I think it's the rigmarole of the whole experience. Maybe that's what there it is. There are a number of artists that were coming to town. Like, I was like, okay, where does, you know, do, who do I want to see? And there are people that I do really enjoy, but they are playing on like a Tuesday at the State oh, Theater. And so oh, I'm like, no. I don't want to see them enough that I'm going to get a sitter. You know, yeah. like I'm not going to have somebody come, you know, and so I th- that I have gotten uh, more picky about. Yeah, yeah, as I've gotten older, like I was going to go see speaking of the armory. Um, I like this band called Manchester Orchestra and they're playing there on Saturday night. And then I took a gig. So I wanted to see them. And I like the armory as well as far as uh, music venues. But I'm like, ah. Nah, yeah. and then like, but when work showed up, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go talk and do this thing. Because <laughs> ho- Holly, are you the same way? I mean, the the schedule. I mean, it has to be someone you really like to go, mm-hmm. or do you hold your breath and uh, I, do it? I. It is so rare that <laughs> I will go to a weekday show. Now, yeah. I don't really enjoy going to big stadium shows. Period. I find them to be very overwhelming. The biggest venue I really enjoy going to is First Avenue mm-hmm. because I'm more of a 7th Street entry turf club kind of person. Mm-hmm. I like smaller clubs. I like smaller venues. Yeah. And usually the folks that I'm interested in seeing are playing those venues. But that be- no, no, I have no. soft pants on at six o'clock at night. Thank you. And, you know, and here's the thing, too. My husband is really into live music. Yes. And he likes supporting bands. But I'm like, you go alone. And he's totally, well, he's totally fine going alone. He'll be like, I want to check out this band. I want to go to this show. I'm like, that's great. You go and do that. I can't. I got to go to bed. I will go to a show by myself as well. Cause that, but I'll go to movies by myself. Oh, so I'm yeah. like, I, cause I rather than, cause I have friends that are like, they're not really there. It's not their jam, but they'd go cause they're my friend. I don't want to make them go through it, you know, just cause I'm like, I'll make friends with somebody that's there that wanted to be here. Like I'm I'll make I'll find somebody that I'm like, you're just my friend for the the concert. But like Billy Porter was playing, I think, the state theater last month. And I'm like, it's a Tuesday. I'm not going. Yeah. And Phil, we just found out and then we got to go. We're running late. But uh, Phil Jones just tweeted the end of the show tonight is 1130 p.m. Oh, no. That means you're not getting home until 1230. And then you have to do the wind wind down. down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I shan't. I'm sorry, Dave. I, I, I shan't be doing this. Uh, when, when we come back. So Netflix cracked down on all of us freeloaders uh, sharing our passwords. How's it working out for them? Holly Roberts reports. Hey, everyone. It's Alexis. I want to talk to you about My Genetics by Health Partners, a community health research program with no-cost genetic testing. This incredible program scans your DNA for breast and ovarian cancer, colon cancer, heart disease, high cholesterol, and more. I did my genetics last year, and I can't recommend it enough. 
By getting a better understanding of my DNA, my genetics can help me detect, prevent, and treat risks before they arise. Know your genes and unlock a healthier future like I did. Visit healthpartners.com slash your genes. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk world of seven one. Everything entertainment, everything Laverne and Shirley. Alexis is off this week. Miss Shannon filling in. Hello. Uh, coming up uh, in our third hour, second chance romance, whether we like it or not, <laughs> plus the dirt alert. And at 830, my big fat movie review of Oppenheimer. I'm prepared. Um, yeah. Yes. Ho- mm-hmm. uh, Holly, I'm checking to see if the yep. screening's still over. Let me. Mm. See. Yeah, it's still over. I just, okay. uh, yeah. Still over. Yeah, it's still over. I, I, I'm sorry. What I mean to say is it just got over. Yes. I, uh, okay. I was in Auditorium 10 at AMC Southdale. <laughs> so and I just got home. A few telling hours ago. me uh, that the bathroom line is pretty extensive at this point. Very. Yeah. I just saw Julia in the <laughs> bathroom line. Yeah. What is that app that you can use that tells you when you're not going to miss things? Like oh, Alexis and I were talking about that. I, he, I feel like I want you. that for an Oppenheimer. Like, yeah, when can like, I go? Yeah, it's like PP break or something. something I don't like know. That, yeah. Don <laughs> Don brought it to us. I f- I forgot. Yeah. It's again. I don't even remember the movie. <laughs> um. So Netflix cracked down on all of us freeloaders, uh, giving our family and our friends uh, pass uh, passwords, and a lot of business insiders thought, oh, this is gonna this is really gonna reduce uh, their subscriber count. It's gonna spell doom for them. Holly, how's it working out? It's actually working out really well for Netflix. Okay. Their crackdown on password sharing has grown their subscription base by nearly 6 million paid subscribers. Okay, good for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now more than 238 million people globally are subscribed to the streaming service. And uh, apparently also, too, in all of this, Amazon is getting rid of their basic tier. So oh. you won't be able to subscribe to that anymore. You're either going to have to subscribe to Am- or not Amazon, Netflix with ads, mm-hmm. or pay the extra five bucks and get the premium. Interesting. So Netflix is pretty pleased with themselves. And- you know, Netflix was one of the ones I, I honestly streamlined my streaming services because of the amount of time that I have to watch shows. So I had to prioritize. So they were one of the ones that I turned off. And I just keep waiting for, you know, my adulting friends like you and Jason to come up with the show that says this is turn it back on for this one. <sighs> just because I had I'm, you only have so much time. Yes. And my Disney Plus and Paramount Plus shows, I know I are a bigger priority for me. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a little surprised by the numbers. Really? But I, I, yeah, a little surprised. Surprised I, I th- that they're so large, or I, that you thought yeah. more folks would be subscribing? No, I'm surprised they're so large. I the, Netflix hasn't had a robust quarter mm-hmm. in a in a little while. I mean, uh, their reporting of a bad quarter is what started the great recession, as far as streamers are concerned. Everyone was like, "Okay, we got to stop spending." We just we got to stop spending every dime we have on content because the the streaming era is over already. So the fact that they're reporting good numbers, uh, I'm great, not good, great numbers. I have a feeling every other streamer is going to follow suit with something like this. And I think that the surge that they're getting is there is a lot of people who were in that. I'm only the reason I'm not paying for it is because somebody gave me their password, but I could. And so I think there's enough of that where it's like, oh, okay, fine, I'll use it. But I never saw it as a priority because 
real talk, we were even real loose about it. Where we had friends who were like, don't pay for it. I'll just give you my password. So people who would have just signed up for it didn't have to because they knew somebody. And so that's what I'm thinking. Some of this surge is, is third tier friends, too, that were like, you can go get your own. But since yeah. it wasn't a priority, you just didn't make them. Oh, no. Get it. So what you're saying, Shannon, if somebody says, I can't share my password anymore with you, you're a third tier friend. That's what I'm thinking. Right. 694 friend. Yeah. 694 friend. If you're like, I'm not getting, you're not, I'm not risking ass. getting, yeah, I'm not risking getting <laughs> no. shut down or getting a nasty email from them over you. Oh. No. Oh. Find your own 1599 or whatever it is. No. Uh. I, I, because I, they've made it easy. You know, Alexis talked about that too. Netflix, I, I got to hand it to them. They've made the sharing or the, the, the adding of additional people very, very simple. Mm-hmm. And they've made it very convenient. So maybe that's part of it too, where it's not cumbersome for the technologically, uh, um, right. I don't want to use the word dumb, the technologically challenged yes. uh, among us. To add somebody, uh, it's a couple clicks. Alexa said, mm-hmm. and I think that's helped them too. You can't I already make, you can't had make that things not. It, yeah. It's a it's a it's a service. Any service of convenience. If you get away from that, if if you are whether you're a business, whether you're like a dog a sitter, or you know, no matter if you are a if you are a business of convenience, if you make a turn which starts to make your business cumbersome yes. that's when you lose people yeah when you add hoops yeah. for something that i do because it's it's simple the simplistic nature of it i can do like i already when i had my netflix account i had my um profile and then i had one for cyclone kid you know kind of thing so i'm like i don't think it was ever difficult difficult um but yeah i mean it's one of those things that i'm i I think it's so what I find cumbersome about the way this all works is that there's no one um, pool of content anymore. Like they're so channeled that you really have to pick a favorite these days. And that's frustrating to me because it's like because it's going to be just like when we were paying too much money and everybody had their cable. You only watched 15 channels and you were paying for the rest. And that's what I feel what's going on with the streaming service. I want four episodes of whatever show it is. And then I have all this other stuff Mm -hmm. that I have to weed through. So I'm just like, "Eh, right now I'm not weeding through anything extra. You know, if I know I like, you know, that back to a can I just pay for this series? I only want to watch the series. So I'm like, I'll sign on long enough to watch all the episodes of a thing, and then I'll turn it back off. You're not alone, Shannon. Yeah. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watch a season, and then I'm like, okay, I only needed this for a month. And I watched everything in a month, and then I turn it back off. That's what Disney Plus is finding mm-hmm. with The Mandalorian, or when they release a big show, people will come on there, Yep. and then boom, they go off. Paramount Plus has that with RuPaul. Mm-hmm. The, gay, uh, the gays, because, you know, I was in the meeting at headquarters. The gays sign up for Paramount Plus during a RuPaul season, and boom, they leave. Right. <laughs> then they, then right. they ditch it the moment Ru's, uh, Ru's done. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, there's never not now a time where there's a well, season that's of because there's so it's many constantly. international ones, and then the yeah. reunion, not the reunion, the all-stars. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there are so many. So, so many. many of them. Mm-hmm. So, we can never. They make it so that... They make it, Paramount makes it so that the gays always have to subscribe to <laughs> Paramount Plus. There's always, we should actually, if, if Paramount Global's listening 
if you really want to, there should be some sort of like little gay discount, like a little <laughs> rainbow discount or something. Because you are forcing us. We can't leave you. No. You are broke back mountaining us. Exactly. We don't know how to quit you, Paramount Plus. <laughs> We cannot quit they you. They figured it out. That means oh, good yeah. job. I watch. I'm glad that some of my favorite drag queens have their shows now. So I like enjoy watching their digital shows. shows. Their digital shows. Yeah. yeah. So I like a lot of those as well. So yeah. they got me. That's why they get to keep my money. Uh-huh. That, and, uh, that and, and Star Trek. I got you. Oh, that's Paramount. right. They are. They are mm-hmm. the home of Star Trek. Yeah. Paramount Plus. Right. I, I subscribe it's the job. Mm-hmm. I have most of them. Yeah. There's ones. The one that I actually use the least, the, the two, uh, Peacock mm-hmm. and Prime. Mm-hmm. I rarely go on Prime. See, and... I use Prime because a bunch of shows my kid likes are on Prime. Oh, okay. Which is interesting because I'm like, okay, well, I'll keep this one. Holly, what's one you use the least? Probably Prime. Mm. But yeah. also use Prime to rent movies too. Yeah. Oh, yep. And that's there what we that. do too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hour three is coming straight ahead. When we return, we're going to find something. I don't think it's going to be love, but is we're going to. I don't know, no. man. I Holly, don't know. Holly, I don't think it's love. We're going to find something. It's Second Chance <laughs> Romance, plus the full size dirt alert. And then at 8 30, it's a big fat movie review. I saw Oppenheimer. I just got home a couple minutes ago, <laughs> and I will have my review. We'll be right back, everyone.